Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone. Your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone Podcast. I am one of your hosts today, Jimmy Wong. And I'm your other host, Garab Gulati. What's up, Garab? Welcome back to the show. Thank today, you. we are doing a budget upgrade guide for one of the uh, pre-cons I'm the most excited about because it has a dragon in it. Yeah. It's Draconic Descent. And as always, we are taking 10 cards out and putting 10 cards in. And Garab has helped us decide what those 10 cards are going to be for under a budget of $30 around that. Pretty nice stuff. But before we get into it, we got to talk about our sponsors, channelfireball.com slash command. They're the place to go if you want to get sealed product like these pre-cons because you're shopping from real local game stores from around the country. They're all accredited and you're going to get some great prices on sealed products as well as singles and all that good stuff because maybe you're looking to upgrade this deck yourself. Maybe you're just looking to buy some dragons because they're always a cool card to buy and show off to your friends. Uh, either way, channelfireball.com slash command or when you're at the checkout, you can just enter code command. That will let channel fireball know that you're coming from us and that helps out our show as well because they are a sponsor and of course you're going to get magic cards anyway so why not buy them from a place that we trust and we know you can trust as well we're also brought to you by ultra pro you can go to shop.ultrapro.com slash command and if you want to get any of the play mats from Baldur's gate or even the last set or sets that are coming up deck boxes sleeves all of that custom art is from ultra pro and their products josh and i have been using them for decades now literally and of course we trust them to protect our magic cards when we get them in the mail from channel fireball so make sure you check out shop.ultrapro.com slash command or just go pick up ultra pro product wherever you are at you know everyone needs a new play mat here and then true and the last way to support the show is directly at patreon.com slash command zone we've upgraded our patreon recently i just played some games with some patrons on spell table that's right so we have new tiers available with new awesome bonuses uh but at the very basis all of you get access to the discord where all of us are there me and josh are answering questions every single day and you get to join our awesome community get you know advice about your deck whatever it is yeah. the only way to do that is patreon.com slash command zone and we shout out one lucky patron every single episode and this week's episode is dedicated to alex, alex roos alex you rock you rock Thank you roos <laughs> mm, i don't know yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really work all right let's get right into it 10 cards in 10 cards out for the draconic descent pre-con budget upgrade guide and as always we leave the mana base as is because mm -hmm. who wants to add in a land yeah. to a deck that's not exciting boring boring so garav why don't you take us through the main commander of this deck the one that's on the front uh when you pick it up and we'll read it and talk a little bit about it yes the commander is furcrag hunting instigator Ooh. Uh, it is legendary creature dragon. It costs uh, a red, a blue, and three. And you get a 3-3 three, three flying haste. Whenever one or more dragons you control attack an opponent, goad target creature that player controls. Now, goad is uh, you target a creature, and mm -hmm. they have to attack next turn, 
and they can't attack you. They have to attack one of the other opponents. Yeah, they get some bloodlust in their eyes, and they're like, I need to go to combat. Yes. If able. Uh, and the second ability on Fur Crag is whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, if that creature had to attack this combat by being goaded or some mm-hmm. other method, you put a plus one, plus one counter on Fur Crag Cunning Instigator, and you draw a card. Notably, it says if that creature had to attack this combat. So it's not necessarily goad. There are some cards in Magic's history that's like, this creature attacks this combat if able. Yep. Uh, but that is not the case here. Yes, exactly. And so this deck contains a few uh, ways to goad creatures and other methods that aren't exactly goad, but mm-hmm. force creatures to attack. So that's what we're going to try trying to do here is to instigate combat on uh, our opponents to make them fight each other. And then we, you know, pick up the win by just making them all fight each other. Exactly. Yeah, it's actually a really effective strategy. I played against a, bu- a bunch of Carter Doom Scourge decks now, and you'd be surprised how effective Goad is on a mass level. Now, notably here, you can attack multiple opponents and Goad multiple creatures, correct? Yes, exactly. So you can Goad three creatures a turn if you have three dragons attacking, one to each opponent, because it triggers off one or more dragons you control whenever they attack an opponent. Mm-hmm. So three opponents or more, I guess, if you have more opponents. Yeah, uh, but if you have three dragons attacking one person, you don't get to Goad three creatures you still just go to one just one just one fur crag notably has haste as well and mm -hmm. is a dragon so when you play fur crag you're going to be able to get this effect off and then if fur crag's alive when those creatures attack well then you get a plus one plus encounter on fur crag and then you get a draw card yeah exactly so if you had a dragon come in to play uh, the turn previous you'll get two go triggers if you attack two different opponents and then they'll have to start fighting each other and then you're left open in the the sky to just swoop in there and get the win and keep on goading them too yes uh also it's kind of hard to to block dragons i found typically yeah no one's really ready for for hasty big creatures in the air <laughs> which is great for you <laughs> very good very good all right yeah. so that is the main commander of the deck now as with all of these decks they have a secondary legendary creature as well as in the case of Baldur's gate a background that goes with those creatures now we'll be talking about the backgrounds and the legendary creatures in an entirely another episode where we cover all of the different combinations and sort of how they work and what we think the best strategy is to approach with them but in this case we do have a red creature and a blue background so we'll start off by reading just the red legendary creature that can also potentially function as as the commander of this deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is Bailoth Baratil, Entertainer. Mm-hmm. They are a legendary creature, Elf Shaman. Uh, they are a 2-5 that says, creatures your opponents control with power less than Bailoth's power are goaded. Just always goaded. Just always goaded. Now he is power 2, which means that anything power 1 or less, I guess, is yeah. goaded. Um, like a wall. Like a wall, <laughs> I guess. I mean, they probably have Defender, but you, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and then they have another ability. Whenever... A goaded cre- whenever a goaded attacking or blocking creature dies, you create a treasure token, mm. which is kind of huge if you're forcing your opponents to attack all the time. Yeah, attacking and, th- and blocking. Yeah, and their creatures, if they're goaded, if they block, it also counts when yes, they die. Yes, exactly, exactly. And it also has choose a background, obviously, for the background that is included in the deck, which is right. Clan Crafter. Yeah, and uh, we'll read Clan Crafter. It is a background. Again, it functions sort of like a partner with mechanic or a Friends Forever type mechanic where it can exist in the command zone with any creature that says choose a background. Clan Crafter is one in the blue. It's a legendary enchantment that says commander creatures you own have pay two mana, sacrifice an artifact to put a plus one plus one counter on this creature and draw a card. Um, This isn't amazing because it seems like it's all about sacrificing artifacts. Yeah, it's a lot of hoops to jump through. You have to have your commander. You have to have two mana. You have to have an artifact. 
That's three hoops to get a counter and draw a card, which if you build a deck around it is great. Could but be this, very powerful, yeah. This deck isn't really out of the box built to do this kind of thing. Let's talk a little bit about Baloth, though, because you would think, oh, creatures with two under two power, how many of those creatures are going to be that significant? It's cooler if I can go their 6-6 six, six trampler on the ground, right? Sure, sure. But there are all sorts of one power things. Now, uh, you're playing this on turn five, maybe four with some ramp, but you know, making their uh, land of war elves or any other ramp creature attack uh, either force them to use the mana at, in that turn right. or attack or somebody attack within, yeah. is pretty big. And then there's also Esper Sentinel, Dockside, Extortionist. Mm. Now, Dockside, you don't really care about attacking, but a lot of people uh, try to uh, flicker, it, flicker it, right. uh, to get the multiple value. And this now they can't do it. They have to attack with it and probably lose it because everyone's going to want to kill that and get it off the table. Yeah, that's actually really effective that every creature, again, power one or less, has to attack. I think Bailoff's ability is really, actually really powerful. Um, and of course, if you're able to pump his power, then mm -hmm. more more creatures are goaded so it works really well with the commander as well mm -hmm. yes so but i will say that if you do play bailoth and clan crafter if you have artifacts to sacrifice you're going to put those on bailoth and it gets bigger and bigger right yeah and then just becomes that everything else is goaded and you're sitting pretty at that point like <laughs> yeah very much so but i don't think that's the direction we want to go with the draconic descent deck no considering that bailoth is an elf shaman but it is cool that we see these cards here because i think clan crafter can be and josh by the way josh Lequai built around the clan crafter uh, card in the uh Baldur's gate game nights episode so you get to see it really in action there with a deck that's built to take care of it yes all right, so let's jump right in to my favorite segment, which is the do 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 stats. So again, we always cover the primary stats, where ramp card draw, single target removal, board wipes, and then synergies that work well with the deck. So going through, Wizards has again done a great job. We have 17 ramp spells, very nice. 10 cards that draw you cards. That's also very good. Very card good. Draw, very well. good. Very good. Good card draw. Good cards. Good. Single target removal, there are four instances of that. There are nine types of board wipes in here. Now, obviously, this doesn't mean nine Wrath of God type effects. There right. are different kinds of board wipes. Uh, but that is still interesting always to take note of. Nine is a lot. And then when it comes to the synergies of the deck, there are 29 cards that care about or create forced combat. Almost a third. That's a lot. That's nuts. <laughs> and then in terms of dragon synergy, there are 14 cards that are synergizing with the dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, so this deck is obviously about forced combat, mm -hmm. um, but the dragons are, seem to be the other major theme here. Yes. So, taking a look at this, pretty good stats overall. Yeah. Good job, Wizards. Yeah. Um, they seem to always get above the 10 number for ramp and card draw these days, and as we always say on the show, those are like two of the most important things you put into any Absolutely. deck. Uh, and ideally, some of those cards also have dragon synergy or also have synergy with forced combat. Okay. Now let's talk about the deck value. Now, keep in mind, these prices are taken into account before the deck is revealed, right. and it's specifically only the reprints and not the new cards because we are doing this before the new cards have even hit the market. We don't know what those prices are at, so we just leave them out of it. So this purely just on reprints. And after we added them all up, we are at $100.71. That's above the average? That's that good. That is above the average. So we took the average pre-con reprint value of the past three years, and it's around $80. So now that we know what that number is, let's see how we got there. So let's talk about the notable reprints. These are all the cards that are worth more than $2. Yeah. There were three cards that were $5 or more and 16 cards that were $2 or more. So added together, obviously, you're getting up to that total reprint value. But let's look at this first one. I actually can't believe how much this card costs. Yeah, I was a bit shocked that this uncommon is 
15 dollars almost but only printed in a commander set which a lot of times it can be common common uncommon rare whatever but right. if it only appears one time then yeah. that's it's harder to get it's limited yeah yeah so it's curse of opulence which was at a staggering 14 dollars and 45 cents wild but it is a very good card i think mm-hmm. yes. so it's one red for an enchantment or a curse enchant player whenever enchanted player is attacked create a colorless artifact token named gold it has sacrifice this artifact add one mana of any color to your mana pool each opponent attacking that player does the same. Yeah, so this is another great way to instigate combat between your opponents. Yeah, it's not goading, but they are attacking your opponents because you've cursed them with opulence. Right, exactly. And the thing about this is that gold is even better than treasure, right? Doesn't yeah. It happen at all. Like, yeah, it just says sacrifice an artifact, uh, this artifact, colon, add one mana, mana, mana pool. Yeah, so even if you're not goading them, like this is incentivizing your opponents to attack each other, or well, attack the one player who you played this on turn one, which mm-hmm. you've made an enemy for, for the entire game when you do this. But Yeah, but it's also nice that when you attack them and presumably you're going to play this and then swing it in with something you're going to make a gold token yes and because it doesn't tap you can use that token for things like improvise mm-hmm. or your gear per aether grid and still sack it for mana yeah so gold tokens you don't really see them that often maybe that's why they're treasures are the quote-unquote balanced version of gold and <laughs> treasures are busted so <laughs> yeah yeah uh the next card up is one that i keep trying to put in decks garav but i always end up cutting it and it why? makes me really sad because i just Look how cute he is i know it is really cute you want to read it yeah, this is Goblin Spymaster for Red and Two. So close. We almost got the goblin we wanted. <laughs> Creature, <laughs> Goblin Rogue, first strike. It's a 2-1. At the beginning of each opponent's end step, that player creates a 1-1 red goblin creature token with creatures you control attack each combat if able. All right. So again, go, let's go back to Furcrag. Mm-hmm. Furcrag says, whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, if that creature had to attack this turn, yep. then you get to put the plus one bonus counter on that card and draw a card. So Goblin Spymaster has uh, the ability to give everyone a 1-1 that says creatures you control attack each combat of Able, which does satisfy Furcrag's second ability. Yeah, and this is a 2-1 first strike, which means it'll block the, the, the token, no problem. So you, right. they probably wouldn't attack you, right? Like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Might as well get some damage into somebody else. In fact, a 2-1 that has first strike will actually hold back a lot of the table sometimes. That's true, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's really great. This card obviously is extremely good in this deck because of how the commander works. Uh, and that card was at $8. Yeah. Sitting pretty. Yeah, it's a good card. A three-drop you can play pretty early, so. Yep. And again, it's at the beginning of each opponent's end step, they're going to keep making these 1-1s. Yeah. And they're going to keep attacking. And ideally, not just them, all the creatures are going to be attacking. So people are going to find ways to get rid of them or your fur crag just gets massive. Yes. And you draw tons of cards. Yes. Uh, next up is Terrain Generator. This is a land, I believe the last time we saw this was like Ice Age days. A long time ago. Yeah, or uh, no, not uh, Cold Snap, I think. Cold um, Snap. But you can tap it to add one mana to your mana pool, or you can pay two mana, tap it, you may put a basic land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. Mm-hmm. This was at $5.50. This is kind of like, uh, it's definitely ramp. Yeah. Um, it does cost three mana because you have to tap two mana and then tap this land itself so you're losing the mana that this could tap for but you get to put a land on the battlefield tapped a basic land it is a basic which means like any of those decks that you've done maybe three colors two colors i think is where you want this probably one color even I would yeah say, i mean one yeah. color definitely it's great but uh two colors fine i feel like once you get to three there's so many multicolor lands that it might not be great anymore yeah and especially these days you have the triomes you've got the yeah. new guild one uh, the family ones from cabana so it's, it's definitely good in the two color deck with a bunch of basic lands mm-hmm. And if you just have nothing else to do, getting another land into the battlefield isn't the worst. Yeah, I'm happy to see this in any pre-con, honestly. Yeah. Like, this is great. Fantastic. Yeah, I think it's a great pre-con card. And especially it's great with your commander because you're drawing, let's say, what, two, three cards, potentially mm-hmm. turn rotation. You're going to have a lot of extra lands in your hand basics that you could play. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then going down from there, we have a bunch of other reprints. A few of these are actually really close to $5, yeah. um, which is great. That's where a lot of the value comes from. So there's Will Kenrith, uh, which is the brother, I believe. I think so. Yeah, they're kind of like the uh, the um, the Game of Thrones siblings, right? A little bit. Oh, Jamie and uh, Cersei. Yeah, Cersei. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six um, Man of Planeswalker, though. I don't actually know what this card is doing in this deck. Yeah, I'm. I was a bit confused that hi- him and his sister made it into this deck because they don't really. Do, I mean, one of them kind of goads a little bit, but it's yeah. still a bit strange. That they were in here. They, I think they just taught. They should have just made them dragons. Like put, just put in other dragons. <laughs> Will Kenrith, dragon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but maybe it's because you can change some creatures' power and toughness, so it makes the combat more appealing to people. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's a stretch, but these are still valuable cards, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, exactly. And they can um, be commanders too, which is you know. Oh, that's right. Technically, they are the third and fourth commanders. Like, yeah. You could you could put them in a single color deck, obviously. Yep. And yep. Uh, but they do have partners, so you could put them both in. Uh, yeah, that's right. The... You technically could use Will and Rowan as the commanders of this deck, which I don't think I you don't would. recommend it. But yeah, <laughs> you do you. That card is almost five dollars, and then we have Propaganda, which creatures can't attack you unless their controller pays two for each creature they control that's attacking you. Amazing card in this deck. Very good, very good. You do not want people attacking you. You want them attacking your enemies. Yep. And then we got Kazul, Tyrant of the Cliffs. This is a classic. I love um, this but also another card that incentivizes people attacking each other, right? Yes, very good, very good. You get a 3-3 Ogre unless uh, they pay three when they attack you, which is like, well, just don't attack them. Like, yeah. why would you do this? Why would you do that? It costs <laughs> a lot of mana. Yeah. Uh, and finally, we got some dragons here. We got Dracuseth, Maw of Flames, and Niv-Mizzet Perun. Niv-Mizzet Perun, one of the best dragons, I think, ever mm-hmm. printed, and definitely one of the best Niv-Mizzets. Um, uh, another commander? You could actually make this the commander, too. Wouldn't, oh, doesn't, yeah. doesn't really make sense, but you could do it. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah. Um, Reliquary Tower, also up there. It's like a $3 card. You have no maximum hand size. And then we just have a bunch of other cards. We'll go through these a little more quickly. Kaiga, the Tide Star, um, just a big dragon. Avatar of Slaughter, another card that says every creature has to attack each mm-hmm. turn if able. They also all have double strikes, so that will this will end the game mighty quick. Yeah, yeah, this is an eight mana <laughs> card. Uh, Thunder Dragon, which is kind of like one of the board wipes. Mm-hmm. Rowan Kenrith was Will's uh, sister. Right. Domineering Will. Target player gains control of up to three target non-attacking creatures until end of turn. Untap those creatures they block this turn if able. Seems pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It, it's 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 not goading anything, but you're waiting for your your opponents to attack each other, and then you're casting domineering will will to give the defender some better blockers than they already have, and really tricking everyone, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a tricky card. Yeah, cunning, cunning, cunning instigator. Yeah, uh, geode ranger as well. This is another uh, landfall card that every time you play a land, it goes rager. every geode rager. Oh, not ranger. Sorry. Rager. We got D&D on the mind. <laughs> yeah, he is raging indeed. Uh, and then Blasphemous Act. Good old Blast Act. Blast Act. He's like, Blast Act, that one. <laughs> this card is just great. Obviously, it's, I think it's the best red board wipe out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you just want to wanna, wanna go nuts. Yeah, often it's going to cost you one, maybe two mana to yep. wipe the board, which is fantastic. Yeah, I've actually very rarely seen this card not wipe the board. Because yeah. you need Indestructible or someone has to find a way around it. But right. yeah, I like it quite a bit. Yeah, so that those are all the notable reprints. There are a lot of cards, two dollars and up between two and five dollars, and obviously that is how we get to a good reprint value of around a hundred dollars on the pre-con. Yeah. Okay, so thinking about all this, looking at the cards here, not just the reprints, but what the cards, the commanders do. Who do you think we should be running as the commander? Oh, that's easy. It's the cunning instigator, Fearcrag. Indeed. Easy. I mean, you run the. I like to run the 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 card that's on the box most of the time, and this deck is built for it. Like the other yeah. commander is decent but they require a different strategy altogether that this deck just isn't built for mm-hmm. um and anytime i get to jam a bunch of dragons into a deck like oh that feels good that it feels really good feel very good it feels very good 
So what do you think are some of the best cards in the deck? So some of the best cards in the deck, this is a reprint, Vengeful Ancestor, a reprint from AFR. Yeah. Um, this is two and two red for a 3-4 flying uh, spirit dragon. Whenever Vengeful uh, Ancestor enters a battlefield or attacks, go target creature. Mm. Like that's straight up doing your commander's thing again. So essentially if you have Fear Crag out, and you attack with this, you get to go two creatures. Yeah. And doesn't have to be the one that you're attacking for in this in, in this instance. It's also a 3-4 flyer, by the way, so it yeah. will dodge a lot of blockers. And then there's more. It's got more attacks. Whoa. Whenever a goaded creature attacks, it deals one damage to its controller. All right. Fantastic. So that's great. That's kind of like an aristocracy-esque effect. This will add up for sure if all you're doing is goading other creatures. And then by the end of the game, this card, if not dealt with, could be doing like five to ten damage to people. Yeah. It's a fantastic card. Uh, the next card I said was the actually the second commander is actually very good. Oh yeah, creatures your opponents control with power less than your than your this commander or this card are goaded. Yeah, it's so. such it's such crazy text. Yeah, Bailoth Baratol, by the way. Yeah, it's very crazy text. Yeah, it's wild text. I mean, it's only two power, but there are plenty of ways you can increase it uh, if you build around it. But like even, even just then, having it, it's a two five yeah. that does that. It's crazy. Yeah, that and that's gonna again trigger your commander and gonna, you're gonna go nuts. And then this last one is a new card, I believe, right? I be, uh, yeah, I believe so. Bothersome Quasit. What's a Quasit? A Quasit is a demon in uh, D&D lore that uh, does a lot of like tricksy stuff. And this one looks like it's feeding a cat some sort of weird goop. <laughs> it, yeah, I didn't even notice the cat. Like is the cat... But the it's small, I'm assuming. Cat? Or the cat is huge. No, the, the, it's very small. It's almost like an imp-ish creature. Ah, uh, okay. A Quasit, Quasit. Um, this is a uh, red N2 for a 3-2 demon creature. It has menace. Goaded creatures your opponents control can't block. Whoa! Now that's great because you're goading a lot and now they can't even block. Yeah, because they might be like, all right, I'm going to have to attack with this next turn. Yeah, sure, I'll do a free block, kill this, whatever. But now that they're goaded and they can't block, yeah, it sounds really bad. And then whenever you cast an on-creature spell, go target creature and opponent controls. Wow. Fantastic. All that yeah. ramp you're doing, if this creature's out, like it's great. Goad, 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 goad. Very bothersome Quasit. I love it. Yeah. Very bothersome indeed. Yeah, I would agree that all of these cards are contributing to the Fur Crag strategy quite a bit. Yeah. And bothersome Quasit could be a card. I mean, a 2 3 3 2 with Menace that just goads stuff on non creature. I mean, I could see this in a lot of Spell Slinger decks. This is a, going to be more than just a bothersome card, I think, in the long run. Yeah, I think it's a great card. It's yeah, fantastic. Very good card. Okay. Well, we've talked about the stats. We've talked about the commanders and as well as which one we would like to run in the deck. There's plenty more to go, though, as including the most interesting part of the episode, which is the cards to take out and the cards to add in. Yeah. And we'll get right back to it. But first, let's hear a message from our mid-roll sponsors. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back here with Garav Galati talking about the Draconic Descent Precon upgrade. Now we're going to dive into the cards to add and the cards to take out. Now, first, when you looked at this deck, Garav, what were your goals when it came to the adds and subtractions? And were there any thoughts that you had right off the gate? Right out, um, the, right out the gate. There. Right out the gate. Right out the aerial dragon gate. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, my main thought was there's only 14-ish dragons in the deck. Oh, no. It needs more dragons. Are you yeah, kidding Way me? more dragons, yeah. Yeah, your, your commander triggers off all those dragons. Like, let's add more dragons mm-hmm. in here. And there are some, obviously, great uh, dragons in the throughout the history of magic and i've added a few of them now there are some that are a little more cost prohibitive that i have not included but (laughs) i think the ones i have are pretty decent pretty decent for the 30 dollar limit i think these are pretty good yeah turns out when you have a flying creature with haste or whatever Mm -hmm. it is they're gonna be just pretty good and the best dragons in magic's history are pretty fairly costed as well in terms of like mana to what you're getting for that value. Yes. Now a lot of you might have flashbacks to when these were all legal and standard, which was <laughs> not not too long ago. Yeah, you know, I can look at a couple ago. of these and I've all of them were menaces. Yeah. And I'm the ones I'm looking at. So. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's kick things off with our first dragon that you're adding. What is it? It is Thundermaw Hellkite. Woohoo! It is three and two red for a dragon, of course. It is a five five with flying and haste. Whenever Thundermaw Hellkite enters a battlefield, it deals one damage to each creature with flying your opponent's control. Tap those creatures. Oh, okay. Flying and haste. Mm-hmm. So it's going to swing as well as your commander, and you don't want to get blocked or even worse, killed by like a Baleful Strix or something, right? Yes, exactly. Now, this is going to just open up the skies for the rest of your creatures to get in there and either just do an Alpha Strike and just straight up take out somebody yep. or just go to a bunch of creatures on the battlefield and cause mass chaos. Yeah, and they won't be able to block, so you're going to do that damage, you're going to goad them, and you're going to just get your game plan going instantly. Yeah, it's a good card. It's a good dragon. 
Yeah, I like this dragon quite a bit. The next one you're putting in is another one that was a terror uh, when it was in standard. It's Storm Breath Dragon. Three red red for a 4-4 flying haste, protection from white. And you can pay five red red to monstrosity three it. So if it's not monstrous, you put three plus one plus one counters on it. Uh, and when it becomes monstrous, it deals damage to each opponent equal to the number of cards in that player's hand. Yeah. So this is a win con, right? I mean, it, a lot of people love drawing cards. I know somebody very close to me, who loves drawing <laughs> cards. And at any one time, he probably has 20 cards in his hands. So yeah, so this you, will really punish people for that. And you can instant speed the monstrosity as well. Um, and not to mention it has haste. I think that's really, really important with these dragons because they can attack instantly and get you the triggers of the goading and just get it off. Because the worst is having a commander out, playing another dragon, going, well, past the turn, they can't do anything anymore. Right, yeah. So the haste is really important. Protection for white is also not nothing. You know, it protects from swords, from yeah and uh, a lot of creatures that are up in the air usually are flying with white in them mm, so interesting it'll it'll get through a lot of that so that's okay. a dragon all right i like this next one a lot i've been looking for better ways to play these types of cards in commander and this seems like a good deck for it yeah the hunted dragon another uh uh flying haste uh six six dragon it is three and two red for uh a dragon that reads when hunted dragon enters the battlefield target opponent creates three two two white knight creature tokens with first strike okay so why is that good you're giving them three two twos you are giving them three two twos but if you have your commander out you can probably go to at least one of them ah i mean so and also they're going to be on the ground and you're likely goading them with other abilities as well making right. them forced to attack somebody else yeah if their opponent if your opponent doesn't have any creatures to go then you're not getting the ability so this gives them those yeah exactly so this is it's also a six six flying haste for five like that's good very good it's a good dragon yeah, like it's yeah. a by big... the way storm breath and thunder maw they're five five and a four four but hunted comes with this downside but it's a six six as well yeah yeah it's it's just a there's a whole cycle of hunted creatures that do this in mm -hmm. in magic and i think this one is one of the better ones um, yeah certainly because they can't block this creature when yeah, it's flying in exactly. they just have some knights yeah and by the way these are really good blockers in case other people are swinging at them with goaded creatures exactly they can put two two twos or three two twos with first strike in front of something and then they all of a sudden yeah they're surviving so you can maybe even make this a political play oh yeah that's a good idea yeah like hey you are getting beat in the face by goaded people because you're a spell slinger deck what if i give you a couple of blockers mm -hmm. like um okay sure <laughs> there's gonna be a downside to this somewhere yeah and well the downside is not that bad all yeah things considered that's true uh this next one is glorious it's glory bringer it's another three red red dragon that's a four four flying with haste however you can exert glory bringer as it attacks and when you do it deals four damage to target non-dragon creature and opponent controls so exert means it's not going to untap during your next untap step yeah but glory bringer comes in and kills something almost instantly if not it just swings with haste and yeah. gets your commander going again yeah so you have the option to do that and it you know if you have your commander out you are goading at the same time so kill something and goad something yeah and deal damage get is a, get a blocker out of the way a flying blocker whatever it is yeah that's a lot it does a lot yeah Glorybringer. every time it get lands i'm always like oh no <laughs> the haste the damage yeah uh next up is a newer dragon and one that i think works really well in the deck yeah galazeth Prismari. It is two, a blue, and a red for a Elder Dragon. Good old Elder Dragons. Uh, it is a 3-4. This one does not have haste. It does have flying. 
Uh, when it enters the battlefield, it does create a treasure token. Very nice. And it has artifacts you control have tap and add one mana of any color. Spend this mana only to cast an instant or sorcery spell. Okay. By the way, if you remember, we have Curse of Opulence in this deck. Mm -hmm. You can tap the gold tokens you get from that four mana for instant and sorceries. Yeah. Now, you don't have that many instant sorceries in the deck to take advantage of this, but this is a cheaper dragon get out earlier to yep. get ready. You can cast it to the turn before you cast your commander. Yeah. You already have one thing in the air to get ready to go. Even if you're missing a land drop, the treasure token you get from Galazeth lets you play your commander the next turn too. Exactly. Yes. It so is a good, good, good dragon. It's a good boy. It's a good boy. Uh, next up, we got the Biden of Thassa, two blue blue for a legendary enchantment artifact. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. Very good, but more importantly, the second line of text, which you don't see that often, it's one in the blue tap it. Creatures your opponents control attack this turn if able. Yeah, you are essentially goading them. Now, it's not exactly goad because they can choose to attack you, mm -hmm. but obviously you wouldn't do this unless you had some sort of defense up like propaganda right. or uh, Karazul to make a bunch of tokens in case they want to attack you. Oh yeah, the Kazul, Tyrant of the Cliffs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it is a good card in that. Also, you're attacking with a bunch of flyers in the air. You're going to draw cards. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a really great way to make sure your game plan keeps going. Yeah. Those creatures will again satisfy for a Craig's second ability because they have to attack this turn. Yeah. Uh, and then Blamwell, you're just in, you're in it. You're in it, baby. Next up is a classic. It's Anger. This good old super anger. simple. It's a three, four, it's a three and a red for a two, two with haste. However, you want to get this into your graveyard because when it's in there and you control a mountain, creatures you control have haste. So yes. that's when you're going to get your game plan really going with all your dragos. Yeah, this is the one to get uh, all the other dragons that are already in the deck that don't have haste. Like, give mm -hmm. them a nice way to have haste. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I really like this next one too. I haven't seen this card yet, even. I don't think. Yeah. Was this in? Is this in this set or the prior set? This was in uh, a prior AFR? set. Um, it probably I believe was. It is actually in Crimson Vow Commander. Ah, okay. Um, it is Lorene the Diversion. It is red and two for a legendary creature, human rogue, a three three. Uh, it does partner with Kambar the Plunderer, which is a black uh, card that uh, obviously is not in this deck. Mm -hmm. But it is a three three with first strike, and it has an ability. Uh, two and sacrifice an artifact or creature, go target creature. Okay, so this is a sack outlet. This is a sack outlet that you can even sack itself if you need to actually goad something at instant speed that is... Oh, interesting. You just need something to not attack you for a turn. Like having yeah. this out, it's also a 3-3 three, three first strike. It's not like a yeah, slash in combat. But. Yeah, again, if people are attacking you, first strike is one of the best defensive abilities. You may think it's a uh, offensive. No, it's it's the perfect defense. Yes, yes. Now, these last two creatures that we just did, Lorene and Anger, aren't dragons, but oh, no. I do have a solution for that. And that solution is one of my favorite cards in recent history. It's Maskwood Nexus from Kaldheim. And it's an artifact. Creatures you control are every creature type. The same is true for creature spells you control and creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield. So changelings, basically. Mm -hmm. And then, even better, you can pay three mana, tap the Maskwood Nexus to create a 2-2 blue shapeshifter creature token with changeling. And it is every creature type. Yes, so any creature that in your deck uh, at this point becomes a dragon yeah which will trigger your commander um and it also makes tiny little two two dragons yeah and so again your commander doesn't need to say it's a flying dragon it just needs to be a dragon attacking the opponent to get the triggers to going exactly, exactly. so very cool there i like that a lot yeah uh this next one is a card that i've never drafted in new Capenna, even though i see it and i pass it all the time I, yeah. I would love to hear why it's in this deck so it is obviously not good in a limited environment this card is called public enemy it is two and a blue for an enchantment aura enchant creature all creatures attack enchanted creatures controller each combat if able. And when, when enchanted creature dies, you draw a card. Okay, so it replaces itself in case they're like, crap, I'm going to swing with this. Please block it. And then they kill it. Well, you get a card back. Yeah, so here's the best case scenario with this card. Um, the 
person, when it becomes your turn, you cast this on a person who just attacked you. Their creature is tapped. Right. Everybody still needs to attack that person, and they can't even block it. Yeah, everyone we, needs to attack that everyone. person. Everyone. It is, it is, you know, triggering your commander and yeah. all the other things that require uh, Goad to go off. But it is making a creature that will probably get removed and probably get a bunch of damage through just because if that creature's already tapped, like, what's going to happen, Yeah, right? or, yeah, 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 that's really good. Um, you could even goad their other stuff and then play mm -hmm. public enemy so that they're all tapped out, and then now everyone else that's goaded goes, well, I have to attack this player that's the public enemy. Yeah. And blammo, they're going to take a lot of damage. It takes a lot of pressure off of you, and you're going to get a lot of pressure in a deck that's doing a lot of goading because... You know, a lot of times people don't like being forced to do things yeah. in Commander. And as, even if they are able to get rid of it, you're drawing a card, so yeah. you're not actually that far down. Hopefully, the, you're able to play it on the player that is not able to get rid of it within at least a turn, and you're going to get a lot of value off this. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so total, by the way, how much did it add up to? Uh, exactly $30. Now, Wowie, zowie. Yeah, give, give or take, obviously. Your, yeah. your mileage might vary, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, as of now, as of this uh, podcast, it Recording. is $30. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Uh, another section that we always love to do, though, is honorable mentions, because there are always some cards in here that you make you go, oh, I wish you could have added, but it would have destroyed the budget. So what do we have here? Yeah, so the first one is Grenzo Havoc Razor. Oh, so good. Yeah, this is uh, two red for a legendary creature, Goblin Rogue, a 2-2. Two -two. Whenever a creature you uh, control deals combat damage to a player choose one first ability go target creature that player controls already good yeah uh second ability exile the top card of that player's library until end of turn you may cast that card and you may spend mana as if, as though it were mana of any color to cast it okay so it kind of has a ragavan effect a little bit yeah yeah and it also just straight up just goads creature when you deal combat damage so you will be able to do this twice with your yeah. commander, right? You swing in with a flying with haste, you do the first goad ability, you hit them, and then you trigger Grenzo's second ability. Yeah. So if you were playing when this at was at, I believe it was Conspiracy, mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, it's a little more expensive now. It's like sitting almost around $30. Yeah, it's kind of wild. <laughs> we can't do 10 cards in, 10 cards out with just one card in <laughs> Grenzo. So fingers crossed with all the goad that's being printed now, hopefully we'll get Grenzo back in the set soon. Yeah. And the next honorable mention is a card that is a pet card of our writer Jamie in the office here. Yeah. It's War's Toll. Three and red for an enchantment. Whenever an opponent taps a land for mana, tap all lands that player controls. If a creature an opponent controls attacks, all creature that opponent controls attacks if able. So that's a wild sentence there because if you goad one of their creatures, that means all of their creatures have to attack. Right. Now they can attack you, but they do have to attack. That's why yeah. having a propaganda out will be that much more effective. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this is a little oppressive because um, obviously when people are forced to tap out, they're going to see it as, again, you're forced to do something. People don't like that. So yeah. I left it out because it feels almost a little too oppressive. But <laughs> in the right build, if you have enough pillow forwarding going on, I think this is a very good card. Yeah. So the way that the first part works is that you tap a land and then Morris Toll goes, oh, you have to tap all your lands you don't lose that mana you can right. tap them in response and add the mana but it basically says when you cast a spell that's it you're doing all your mana all at once you can't use it for other parts of your turn so yeah. that's actually really good against certain decks as well yeah, yeah i mean so. mana rocks don't count so that that'll still happen it only it does lands but yeah it is still pretty it feels bad when it happens to you when you're not ready for it <laughs> oh yeah certainly yeah. okay so that's great i love the 10 cards in uh and of course your mileage may vary as always very well said uh let's talk about now the cards to take out and there are some interesting ones here the first one is pursued whale it's not a it's not a dragon it's a whale it's trying to do its best impression with that big mouth it, <laughs> it's trying so hard it's like, it, i can it, be a dragon it looks like it's trying to fly as well it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like <"Rum." laughs> so this is five blue blue for an eight eight when it enters the battlefield each opponent creates a one one red pirate creature token with this creature can't block and creatures you control attack each combat if able 
And of course, if you try to target Pursued Whale, it costs three more to cast. So basically, as Ward three. Now, right. why'd you take it out? It seems like the ability is pretty good here. No, the ability is pretty good, but it is another. Now, there's a lot of expensive cards in this deck. Yeah, uh, and we just a, added in a bunch of five drops and stuff. We too, did, right? yeah. And there's a lot of other seven drop uh, expensive dragons in this deck. So this one wasn't a dragon, and its ability is fine. But I think there's cheaper ways in the deck that we just added to do this ability. Yeah, and we also already have your Goblin. What's right. his name? Uh, uh, goblin Spy Master, yeah. which is kind of doing the same thing at three mana so yeah. i can totally understand the removal of something because there are ch games where you will never get to play the pursued whale yes as much as you think it's a good card yeah uh the next one is domineering will this is a one of the one of the reprints that was actually worth a little bit so this is the three in blue target player gains control of up to three target non-attacking creatures until end of turn untap those creatures they block this turn if able yeah this one was a, a weird one to take out because it does it can like sort of trick your opponents into being like I'm wide open you right. could attack me and then you could steal somebody else's creatures to like do something with it but it it doesn't exactly goad people into doing stuff yeah it's also very specific yeah right you may have cases when you're just holding this card and it never is relevant exactly and that's, a, that's what I like to call trap cards in Magic and there are a lot of those because you're mm -hmm. like oh this is such a cute cool interaction I can't wait to blow someone out with it and maybe one out of five games you do and the other four you're like ugh I wish I just had a creature yeah and very, very likely in this deck you will be tapping out every turn to play a dragon goad creatures and you won't be likely holding up mana for a domineering wheel right right will we 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 uh, next up, we have two of the impetuses. We have Psychic Impetus and Shiny Impetus. So these are both enchantment auras that you place on another creature. And it uh, Psychic Impetus, it gives a creature plus two, plus two, and it goads that creature. And then whenever that creature attacks, you scry two. And then Shiny Impetus, it goads that creature. And then whenever that creature attacks, you create a treasure token. So it seems like both of these are in line with the deck. So why do you decide to take them out? So yes, these do goad creatures, but they, unlike the uh, other card that uh, we added in that does force creatures to attack the public enemy, this one only triggers once, most likely, because people will make a deal, be like, hey, can you just block this so I can get this enchantment uh, right, right. Um, it's it pretty doesn't say easy. unblockable or anything. It's just yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't draw you a card or anything. It does Scry, which is good late game probably, but uh, it, it, they just don't feel as good as the other cards in the deck that already goad creatures. Yep, I definitely feel you there. Uh, the next two ads, you may have predicted it when we talked about it. It's yeah. Will and Rowan Kenrith, both of these six mana planeswalkers yeah. that just seem more like it's like, hey, cool, let's just find a place to reprint these brother and sister and, and get people these cards if they want it. Yeah, if you're playing a six mana planeswalker and you don't win the game like that turn or the next turn, it's going to feel pretty bad. Yep. And these don't really even have that, you know, like it's just... Yeah, Rowan is a little different because her plus two is during target player's next turn, each creature that player's controls attacks if able. But you're already doing this with a bunch of other world cards and yeah. you already have dragons that you would rather play in place of it. Yeah. Because, you know, there are times, again, like you, let's say you have Fur Crag out and you're like, I just need to draw a hasty dragon. I'm going to be able to get this effect, go the right things. And you play Rowan and it's like, oh, crap. Well, this isn't really doing what I want here. Yeah, and it doesn't prevent them from attacking you again, which is something oh, you're, you're trying right. to do. Yeah, it's, they're not actually goaded. They'll be like, okay, I'll attack your Planeswalker. And right. you're like, okay, well, why did I do this? <laughs> this is silly. Uh, and then you actually removed another dragon up I next. did remove another dragon. Now, this is a seven mana flying 5-5, five, five, the Thunder Dragon. Uh, it is five and uh, two red. Um, when it, it enters the battlefield, it deals three damage to each creature without flying. So it's yeah. kind of like one of the board wipes that we uh, counted in the, I think it was nine board wipes. It is a pseudo board wipe, but it just doesn't do enough for seven mana. Now, if mm. it had haste, uh, maybe, but it just does not do enough 
to uh, warrant the big cost of it. Yeah, I think ideally what you're trying to do is win the game by five, six, seven, and you're ra- you'd rather play a hasty dragon that we added, one that yeah. can instantly get that effect, uh, rather than just a seven mana, and it may not even kill the things that yeah. you need, right? And like the thing is, like, yes, it is a dragon that does a board wipe, but do you really want to do a board wipe? Sometimes you do, but if you're playing a dragon, you probably want to goad creatures instead of killing. Them. Right, right. So... Makes a lot of sense. Uh, the next cut is one I definitely agree with. It's Clan Crafter. Yeah. It's the background that, again, gives your commander the static ability to pay two and second artifact, put a plus and plus encounter on this creature and draw a card. If you're making a ton of treasures in this deck, maybe, mm-hmm. but you're not, right? You're, yeah. you're, you're goading creatures, you're giving plus and plus encounters to your commander and you're drawing. So it's a lot different in terms of what you're actually trying to do. I think you take Clan Crafter out, you find another commander, and you build a deck around yes. that instead. Exactly, 100%. Yeah. yeah, that's what it goes with. Uh, and then the next up is a card from AFR Adventures in the Forgotten Realm. It's Art, wait, actually, no, it might be from this. This is new. Oh, yeah. it's a new this one. This is okay. a new class. So, sorry, this is a class. Uh, the, the mechanic in this type of card was introduced in the Adventures yes. of the Forgotten Realm, but this is a new version of it. It's Artificer class. We may as well read it. Yeah. So, it's a card that has three levels. When you play it, it, the, it starts at the first level, and then you level it up similar to your um, Draga cl- uh, Tree Speaker type cards. Yeah, as a uh, sorcery. But it's an enchantment. So, the one in the blue, the first artifact spell you cast each turn costs one less to cast. Eh. The level two, one in the blue, when this class becomes level two, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an artifact card, put that card into your hand and the rest on your bottom of your library in random order. I mean, you have like, what, six artifacts in this deck? Yeah, <laughs> it's not And then big. five in the blue to level up to level three. So altogether, it's two, four, ten mana to get to level three. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of your end step, create a token that's a copy of target artifact you control. This ain't the artifact deck. Yeah. It's not where you want to be. It's, I think, in the right deck, again, it could be powerful, but it, this ain't it. Yep. This, <laughs> this is ain't it, not fam. It. Um, I, I will say I'm very happy they did print the Artificer class because that was the one class that was I thought was like, hey, that's, oh. that is a real class in 5th edition D&D. You yeah. can toss it in there. Do you think it, they did a good job with the, the, the sort of thematicness of it? I mean, it is based on artifacts. Um, I think so, yeah. I honestly don't know what I would have done with it. I feel like it would have been a deck that made artifacts that like made contraptions of some sort or uh, something. Okay. Like it made something, but... Like that one unset? Yeah, the, yeah. The, I mean, if it actually made contraptions, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And then the last card we cut here is Loot the Spoot. This is a another new card i just love this name loot, loot, dispute. Loot, dispute. and it is uh, two dudes fighting over what looks like some loot yeah it looks like loot. it's like a, dra- a gold dragon's head oh yeah it is a gold dragon's head maybe they're in smaug's chamber Ooh. uh so you want to read this one out yes it is uh red and three it is an enchantment uh when loot dispute enters the battlefield you take the initiative and create a treasure token we'll get back to that in a second whenever you attack the player who has the initiative create a treasure token and then it has loud ruckus a final ability whenever you complete a dungeon create a 5-5 red dragon creature token with flying all right so the initiative we've explained this before it is a new dungeon called the undercity when you take the initiative it's like monarch you begin entering into the dungeon and then at the beginning of your upkeep if you still have the initiative you venture further into the dungeon Mm -hmm. and uh, it's similar to monarch if someone attacks you and deals combat damage they take that back yeah so one this dungeon is probably never getting completed yeah because you're not a dungeon deck (laughs) yeah and two the initiative undercity doesn't have enough effects i think to make it actually worth it yeah especially it doesn't synergize with the deck except for that last ability pretty much well in the middle it does have the undercity does have goad there is a goad oh really in okay. the undercity. Okay. so there's like a, a little but, but like, it's gonna take you so it, long to get there because <laughs> you have to wait for every upkeep to keep going it's not worth it yeah the it's, four mana slot too is really important in commander decks and having a card that it needs to really synergize yeah. or just be smothering time again it's you know? a it's a card for a different deck 
it's just not for this one. <laughs> it is cool, though. I think the whole Undercity initiative mechanic is fun. But yeah, it doesn't really fit with what we're doing with the deck here. Yeah. Okay, so that's great. I love it. 10 cards in, 10 cards out. So, Grav, why don't you tell us a little bit about how the deck plays and just sort of any additional notes you have about it. Yeah, so uh, as we all know, dragons are very mana-hungry. They're hungry for all sorts of things, but mana is what they want to get and on gold. the battlefield. And gold. and gold. I don't think they eat the gold, do they? No, no. Do dragons do they eat gold? eat mana? Well, yeah. Doesn't the gold technically increase their power? Isn't that like some lore as well? I don't know how it works in the Lord of the Rings world, why Smaug wanted so much oh, gold. Oh, yeah. Smaug's a weirdo. <laughs> Benedict um, Cumberbatch. <laughs> I just think about his face in the when he's doing the <laughs> mocap. He's so into it. Yeah, you gotta give it up to him. He. I mean, I'm sure. T- I'm sure Peter Jackson was like, "Thank God you exist, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. <Yeah. laughs> My hero. You bring Smaug to life for me." So dragons love mana. They're gonna need a lot of it. Some of them. Now I put in a bunch of cheaper ones, but they still need four, five, six, seven mana. Yep. So and you gonna, have to get to that mana too. You, you can't. Do. You can't be missing land drops in this deck. So you're gonna want a mulligan for uh, quite a bit of the ramp and card draw that's already included in the deck, which is fantastic. And you want to start the combat festivities with uh, one of the curses that's in the deck. Curse of Opulence. Curse yep. of Opulence. Uh, but you can protect yourself with some of the board wipes that are in the deck. Blasphemous Act, we already mm. talked about. Um, or cards that de-incentivize opponents from attacking you, such as Propaganda, Stuffy Doll, Brash Taunter, or Kazoo. Oh, Brash Taunter's in this deck? Brash Taunter ah, is in the deck. Ah, very yeah. nice. Great card in this yes, deck. Yes, yeah. yes. So once opponents start playing their good creatures, you can start goading them with your commander and then goad them into, you know, chipping down their health mm, a little bit. And yep. then you just swoop in with your dragons and finish them off. Nice. Now, the, the thing you have to, th- to consider is that goad becomes way less good when there's only two of you left. Right. Because, yeah. like... They, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, they just end up attacking you. Yeah. Now, so, forcing them into combat maybe when they don't want to, you have a 6-6 six, six dragon and you're yes. goading their 3-3, three, three, that could be good for you. That is true. That is true. That is very true. Um, and something you want to consider uh, that isn't actually given into the deck, but I feel like this deck needs something to to mark creatures as goaded. You need like oh. something on the side, <laughs> some sort of token thing to say like, this is goaded. Yeah, 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 yeah. To just keep track of. That's yeah. actually a really good note. Um, I think a lot a big mistake a lot of players make is I built this awesome deck, you bring it in and it's like, uh, you need like five different counters and ability counters and you have all sorts of things to keep track of. Did you bring the things to do that? And they're like, yeah. no, can I borrow a dice? Yeah, yeah. Something to think about when you play this deck, I feel like is uh, it's going to help you out doing the mental math of combat. Yep, yep. I um, also like too, if you mulligan, you're like, crap, I don't have have a fast start but i have a, one of my board wipes yes waiting for the board to develop board wiping and then going your route by playing your hasty dragons and that's why them having haste is so important yes haste is very important in this deck yeah i like that a lot yeah very good all right to the listeners what do you think about draconic descent of the precon you've seen a couple of the precon upgrade guides now do you think this is better or worse than the other ones what would you do differently would you try and make it into an artifact synergy deck with uh i forget his name baritol 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 yeah baritol sounds like some kind of medicine i was exactly exactly what i was thinking it's like this does sound like medicine (laughs) take a baritol kids and go to creatures with lesser toughness power power baloth baritol entertainer kind of like us <laughs> Ding. <Hey. laughs> let us know in the comments if we've missed any cards or if you'd put something else in over what garav suggested we always love reading those comments and of course the comments section is a great place to have discussions with other players too it's a great brain dump for you to learn from other active players out there or make sure you check out our patreon uh if you're on our discord that's another great place to discuss as we always usually open up channels for all the different pre-cons so people can throw their ideas in there and see what yeah, they think. our discord is one of the most like awesome places because it's constantly people talking like there's always discussion happening yep. it's very cool it's, it's very also cool really thing. healthy we have great moderators mm-hmm. shout out to the moderation team and of course shout out to the community for keeping things civil yes. and just about the game and really why we're passionate about magic uh, and of course if you want to pick up draconic descent or any of the pre-cons from 
Battle for Baldur's Gate, or even from sets past. There's so many cards now out in Magic that it's hard to keep up. So you're going to want to go to a place that's going to give you access to all of them. That's channelfireball.com slash command, or just enter promo code command at checkout. Buy the cards you need, get them to you shipped quickly, and buy from an LGS that needs the support. Uh, and you're supporting them from all around the country. So definitely check out channelfireball.com slash command. Once you get those cards, put them into Ultra Pro sleeves. Put them into your Draconic Descent sleeves is it draconic descent yeah draconic descent put them into any dragon sleeves or just red sleeves mm -hmm. i find that a lot of my decks are in red and orange sleeves i wonder why yeah i wonder why hmm, very <laughs> interesting yeah huh. uh might build another mono red deck I, maybe i need to build grenzo now i love that card Ooh, grenzo, uh, yeah. and if i'm gonna do that i'm gonna put them into anything from ultra pro either i'm gonna go for the art sleeves or the uh the eclipse sleeves mm -hmm. i'm making a lot of the deck boxes uh into my travel deck boxes as we prepare for vegas Ooh, command fest yeah command fest because yes. i don't want to bring my entire collection obviously right. so i'm going to choose the decks i want to bring and i'm going to have them in nice easy to access uh deck boxes so i can't wait ultra pro another great sponsor of the show oh yeah shop.ultrapro.com slash command oh yeah editors make sure you put that link up first because that's really the place to go all right end step we're gonna talk about something cool outside the world of magic garav uh you brought something to the table today Yes. Tell us about it. You're all about flyers. Today, yeah, I was going to say, this is another <laughs> thing that involves uh, things in the sky. Although these things are sadly real, unlike dragons. Mm, wait a mm. second. Uh, what I want to talk about today is a board game called Wingspan. Uh, it's a game that's been out for a few years, and it is basically, you play uh, with uh, one to five players. You actually can play this solo. One to five players uh, get together and play a uh, card game that's an engine building game. You play as a bird enthusiast, basically. <laughs> and uh, all these cards, um, I'm sure the editors are going to put some uh, screenshots of them, are beautiful. The artwork mm -hmm. on these cards, and they also have like facts about the birds, where they live. Yeah, they're real birds, by the way. All so the, all if the you're birds a real are... bird, what, an aviationist? No, that's a that's fly. That's planes, right? That's planes, yeah. If you love birds, topiary, I don't know. Uh, if you like birds, avian excite excited about avians if you like birds you know what the word is okay <laughs> you know yeah, what this board game was built for you but it's also i played it once and i was fascinated because i was like wow i'm learning so much yeah it has a lot of uh it actually uh, reminds me of commander a lot because you're building an engine uh that uh is sometimes affected by other people but uh you're you're so into this game of like putting together birds that combo off mm -hmm. and uh do this chain reaction of like assembling and it's a very relaxing game um it's also available on steam and on phones as well and uh -huh. it is fantastic it has beautiful music every time you play a bird you get to hear their squawks and you get to click on them and they chirp it's oh. beautiful it's a wonderful game highly recommend it uh it does have uh two expansions out a european one and a oceana one i believe yep um it's a fantastic game highly recommend it if you're uh into commander stuff you i guarantee you'll like this game because of the engine building aspects which is decks that i like to build are engine mm -hmm. kind of decks anyways so i love this game highly recommend it yeah it's really beautiful you learn a lot and it's great i think it's a pretty casual game too especially yeah. if someone's not into you know they're not looking to play whatever imperium dominion or something Dom and dominion's a little, on, a little bit on the easier side too but this one is definitely i'd say like not it's, it's welcoming <laughs> My engines are unstoppable. <laughs> Choo-choo. All right, check out Wingspan for all your board game enthusiasts out there. Or if you're looking just to play a new game as well. Yeah. Uh, it's on the phone. I can't wait to download it. Yes, it's great. All right, cleanup set. Big thanks to our amazing team here at the Command Zone. We got Arthur Meadowcroft, Shauna Gillis, Damon Lenz, Lady Danger, Manson Lund, Craig Blanchett, Ashlyn Rose, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Patrick Mann, John Prison, Sam Wallagrav, Goliath, Truck Tie, Jamie Block, Evan Limberger, Mitch Trafford, and Josh Lee Kwai, who is... Uh, not here today, yeah. but here in spirit, as always. Yes. Uh, every time we, we say draw a card, his ears burn a little oh. bit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and big thanks to Jeffrey Palmer. He does the Living Card animations that start our show on our YouTube channel. You can find them on Twitter at LivingCardsMTG. All right, everyone. Go out and conquer. Burn it. Burn it the countryside. <laughs> Do whatever you need to with your dragons. And uh, thanks, Rob. Yep. As always, Thank for you, a Jimmy. great pre-con upgrade. You got it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Peace.
Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.